0: From overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS power to buggies on stickies, this is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm comfortable, oh. and
1: I'm Derek. <laughs> and this is episode 116. Things so
0: comfortable. Things have happened. <laughs> things have happened. What, what kind of things? This week, I went wheeling. Hey, I made it. Did you go on a Friday though? Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, damn. <laughs> Speaking of that, there's a package around here somewhere we need to open up today. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, ooh, that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, I went wheeling. Uh, I went to Badlands, yeah, same as always, and went same as the, always, yeah, same <laughs> as always. I went uh, to Winterfest. It was a pretty good trip. We got a lot of stuff done, so uh, we'll just start off early. Anybody else do anything this week? Did you do anything off road, Michael? Not off road. Not off road. Just on road. Derek, I guess. did you do anything off road related? <laughs> Uh
1: I did actually. Oh, did you? I have uh figured out what I'm going to do for my steering situation which yeah. is uh eventually go high steer. Nice. But there is a lot that needs to be done for that. Um let's see. What do I need to do for that? If we're going to I guess we're just going to get into this right now because uh, <laughs> because why not? There's, there's because you asked, right? Grab so, that package <laughs> real quick. Uh back. I need to notch the frame on both sides. Damn. You want to go I high steer so hard that you're gonna notch the frame. Y- well, I, there's just so many choices, right? There's, there's two and a half ton rod ends, which I'm like, eh, because they're they're offset, which is fine. I ran offset for years, but I'm not, ju- I'm just not sure about the quality. Like I've I hear horror stories about them, and I'm like, well, I think I would be better off with like a set of EMF tie rod ends or t- EMF greasable Himes or something. They're like well-known in the industry for being like the best durable, like they're very durable. Right. And, and rebuildable, which is cool. It's important. So it makes the $150 each price tag a little bit more palatable. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so yeah, notch the frame on both sides, move the steering box forward, which it sounds harder than it is, I think, but it's not no work, right? Growy did it. And you just, you have to put new sleeves into the frame. Yep. Um, obviously put new high steer arms on, uh, redo the sway bar links. If I want to keep the sway bar, um, either replace the knuckles with like aftermarket solid or reed knuckles or add a fifth stud to my modified knuckles, just cause I you know you've got all that like torque going to the top of the knuckle rather than like spreading it out across, you know, the, the steering arm of the knuckle, replace the drag link Z bend with a straight one. Because I'm now lowering the steering box and it'll just kind of be parallel to the axle. And then uh, replace the tie rod because it's been bent and straightened a bajillion times. I might as well if I'm doing all this extra work. And then redo the bump stop mounts, which is isn't really a requirement, but it's, it's kind of all part of that. So I might
0: as well. <laughs> so much work. Is it? So much work. So but much it's work. the right
1: thing to do. Here's the thing, though. Uh, in the short term, I'm just going to buy regular one ton offset tie rod ends and send it. Cause they lasted for eight or nine years. Um, <laughs> so and okay. it's not good
0: enough though. Uh,
1: yeah. And I'm building a garage in about starting in about a month, month and a half. And I don't want the truck to be in a million pieces
0: while trying to do that in
1: the way of the garage build, yeah, which is going to take it. like two and a half months or so they say. So, you know, um, I'll do it later this year once the garage is finished and so I'll just throw it up in the garage.
0: You carry so many things spare with you. Um, is there a risk of you breaking is there a risk of you destroying the tie rod and the threads in the tie rod or is it mostly just breaking the tie rod end So far the only thing I've actually
1: broken was the tie rod end at the threads not even like the ball yeah. in socket like and, you know the part that connects to the, the taper it's just right. broken at the threads of the tie rod end what was that goes the, into the tie rod What was the
0: break uh, when you guys went down south It was broken at the threads. Broken at the threads. But you Um, did something like some welding something or other? What was that?
1: The reason I had to weld was because I... Didn't have the jam nut tightened properly. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it kind of wallered out the threads in the tie rod itself. So right before the trip, I welded it, welded the tie rod into the t- tie rod end into the tie rod uh-huh. as like a jank, you know, uh, fix. a ghetto fix. Right, right. <laughs> um, so that's the, why I had yeah. to weld. If I had not done that and it had just had normal threads, I would have just unthreaded it and threaded a new one in, like we did when I broke it right. at the Badlands. So
0: did you already change that bung that was stripped or that was wallered?
1: I have a jam nut welded to the tie rod for so, threads, so, so
0: changed it ish. <laughs> so if you uh, I'll
1: probably, what I'll probably do is I'll just weld one more jam nut on there just for extra thread engagement. <laughs> that's funny. That's but Again, to this it. is like if a temporary you, fix. So if
0: you were to just uh, slice that bung off, throw a new bung on, and then just carry an extra tie rod or two with you, it'll yeah. be it should be fine, right? Yes, you know. Yeah, I think that's probably probably the best way to do that is just. Yeah, and then and then in the winter
1: next next winter I'll I'll throw the truck up on jack stands, make all the changes I want, and we'll be good.
0: And now that you know what's causing it, you being a little too aggressive, you bumping against a rock with the tie rod, that sort of thing, you'll know to watch that. You'll you know you'll be a little more cautious about it.
1: I won't have to because the tie rod will be way up out of the way of everything
0: until then. Oh yeah, you'll be more cautious until then. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that seems like a pretty cool plan. Like, just start gathering parts as you're building a garage, maybe, as you have a little extra cash flow or something. Just kind of start gathering little pieces, parts here and there, and yep. be ready to rock and roll. Wheel it the rest of 2022 like it That's is. That's also and then,
1: it, too, is the garage is going to be expensive, and I don't want to just, like, deplete all my funds on this. Of <laughs> course. I can avoid it. Yeah. So, because I, I still have to fix the, the rear axle and the fuel tank, too, and neither of those are going to be cheap.
0: Well, like you said, if... If it lasted you eight or nine years, you're probably good. You've been talking about doing weight reduction stuff anyway, so that may help a, a bit. So, yeah, I think yep. I think just carry your spare and parts like you do. this is,
1: I mean, it's not, like, significant, but now I'm not going to a two-inch tie rod and giant tie rod ends. It'll save right. a little bit more on spurn rate, like 15 pounds probably off the front axle, right. just staying with the current diameter Jesus. tie rod. So, Oof. every
0: little bit helps. Do you it think, sounds like so. a plan, just a very expensive plan. Yeah. Do you think when you broke the tie rod, that you guys had to weld back in? Do you think you also bumped a rock with that too? Mm-mm. No, you think it just that one, it just broke.
1: Yeah, that one I th- I just chalked that one up to um, uh, hydraulic ram, like fatigue. Uh, no, like yeah. fatigue. Because I'd had these tie rod ends for I, I haven't had these specific ones for eight or nine years. I replaced them somewhere in the middle there because they started to have a little bit of play, but they never broke. Right. So but these are like four or five years old, I think,
0: and had play in the ball. This was one it? didn't have, yeah. Well, when saying, I replaced yeah, them, they was, had yeah. play in the ball. These gotcha. did
1: not, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I replaced them. I think right before Ultimate Adventure because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't want any play there and anything to break. So is the Chevy. Um, is but when sh- we were on UA, yeah. actually, somebody had broken one of those right at the threads, just like this. And they were like, yeah, this happens from time to time. Like, it done. breaks in, like, a parking lot or something like that. Like, <laughs> we were on a gravel road when it broke for him. Like, so sparked, and he was, like, turning. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, I don't know. I think it's just yeah. cheaper castings and maybe not the best machined. and So I'll get way better quality rod ends, you know, which I think is something that you had mentioned before, Steve. Like, what if they were better quality? And they would make good quality one-ton tie rod ends, but yeah. none of them are offset.
0: So, my question... Did, and don't you have straight ones on there now?
1: I do, but I don't yep. have full steering. Like, it hits the it hits the diff cover, and obviously that's going to put extra strain and stress on the tie rod ends, too.
0: So, yeah. So, you're going to use rebuildable tie rod ends or rebuildable Heims, Or you're not sure rebuildable
1: yet? Rebuildable tie rod. Well...
0: I'm not sure yet. I mean,
1: I'm going to put a taper in the in heist tier arms, so it'll be rebuildable tie rod ends, or just really good quality tie rod ends, one of the two.
0: At the end of the day... Huh. Interesting. At the end of the day, the fail point right now is the thread diameter. The only way to change that would be to tap the DOM and go to, like, a heim with a bigger thread. Right? Is that accurate? Well... Yeah, I mean,
1: here's mm-hmm. the thing. The ball and socket joint has a smaller diameter than the thre- the minor diameter of the threads going into the tie rod. Okay? Right? So Oh, yeah, you're you're the, saying that if
0: you make if it was bigger threads, the, th- the next the next fail point is going to be the taper it's going to be that the ball well, and
1: socket. I guess my point is that it shouldn't be the threads, right? So right. it's something with the the casting the or the machining mm-hmm. or whatever that's causing this. So if I go to a higher quality, maybe a better alloy metal like an EMF like they're well known yeah. for being like very very strong joints. Yeah. Rod ends um I I don't think this will be an issue, but we'll yeah. see I guess. I can always go bigger even if I stick with this, I can go to a Heim or
0: something down the road. Right. That sounds pretty good, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, Hims get loose all the damn time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I've got <clears> times <throat> on mine. I've got times on mine, and they're drilled out. And I was taking them apart today, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I should really use a shouldered bolt for this, so that it's not threads going through the the tire oh, or yeah. through the you know, yeah, through the hole, it. yeah, through the hole. That's what I was, That's just trying to get at. the hole, the holes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you could get a longer, not fully threaded bolt, and then cut off. Like, like size right. it so that the threads kind of end right before where the nut goes on. Like, not right at where the nut goes on, but then you have that kind of... It's not shouldered, but it's, like, unthreaded section, so it's a larger diameter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you can do that. So, uh... Anyway. Is that, uh, is that all the off-roady things you did? Yeah, that that's about your, it. Does that cover your
1: weekly update? Covers my weekly update. What did heard, you do, Steve? I heard somebody...
0: <laughs> I'm heard, I am heard it through the grapevine that... Uh, through the. Yeah, I think it was through the grapevine... I heard that somebody was talking shit about your, your your rock landing.
1: Oh, shit. We got called out. That's what I heard. I didn't know we were going to jump into that right now. Yeah,
0: may as well just <laughs> get out of the way. You know, it's the elephant in the Let's room right now. get out right of the now. way. It's the, it's the snail in the room at the moment. The snail in the room? The big ass <laughs> snail that nobody can, like, look away from? That's the one. That's the the snail. snail on the trail? It's the snail. It's the snail on the trail right now. So, you know, we should probably talk, <laughs> talk about that. So, you know, I had to... I have to... Uh, you know, I have to be clear that I got the name Rock Landing from the Snail Show podcast. OK, I want to give credit where credit is due. I don't remember which episode it was probably you know, 150, 200 episodes ago. You know, those guys like to talk. And uh, I may <laughs> have stolen that coined term. And, and the reason that uh we didn't talk about them doing any kind of quote unquote air quotes rock landing is because quite honestly i mean even if you're on 40s and tons you can't rock land in a toyota oh yeah definitely am right? not am i right if, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, if you're rock landing in a toyota you're just overlanding absolutely okay yeah i thought that i was on the right, right track there i mean like derek can because he's got a chevy so obviously he can go rock landing <laughs> exactly yeah and i have a jeep so i can rock that's land. fine and you, you have a Chevy, so you can rock land. Yeah. And there's a handful of guys in Dodges and Fords that I've seen rock landing. I mean, you might even say that you could do it in a Nissan. It's a little I, bit of a you stretch. Know, I, you might Actually, be able yeah, to. yeah, there was
1: a Nissan on Ultimate Adventure in 2021. Could so, you, could yeah, you, do you can it? go rock landing in a Nissan.
0: Wait, could you do it in something like, a, like an Isuzu? Could you rock land in an Isuzu? You know, I don't think an Isuzu is a Toyota, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. So clearly but, the but problem is. But if
1: it has is, Toyota parts, I don't know. It's then it's Ooh, then it's a gray area. Definitely, gray area. Yeah.
0: If you have if you have Toyota parts, you're you're really toeing the line. <laughs> whether you can rock land or just just overland. You know, Steve, I think you're saying it wrong. It's called rocker landing, and we've been doing, <laughs> and we, we've been landing our rockers on rocks for, for years. years. For years, rocker mm. landing, mm. rocker landing. <laughs> oh man! Especially in a full size. all uh, We did no I, rockers left. W- with that, um, so just want to be clear and let the guys know over there at the Snail Trail that um, if you're doing it They're in a wrong. Toyota, you're wrong. You're just you're just overlanding. So yeah, um, appreciate you trying to play, but uh, Thank- you're gonna you're gonna need to get a different vehicle. <laughs> Thanks for trying. <laughs> once you once you trade once you change platforms, let us know. We'll get you into the old Rock Landing community. Get you a sticker, and uh, That's right. Then there will be more than dozens of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, there will be like one and a half dozen of us. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> so just you know, just trying to be clear with you guys and let you know, I do need to give one more quick shout out, <laughs> and I don't know why it didn't like register when I said it, but Broverland, the Broverland, Broverlanding, Broverlanding, somebody because I, said that, term I too? said that. Well, no, no, one of our listeners, his Instagram is literally Broverland. Oh, that's it's hilarious. Broverlanding, what is it? Now I have to look it up
1: because I forget. Oh man, sorry. So the inter- just so everyone knows, the internet's still broken it's in the still studio. Broken, so so now Steve's moving his phone around. Gonna it's going it to be like, whole thing. Excuse me, we're going to lose <laughs> nope.
0: I believe it's team. I'm broke. like half lost right now. I'm like, <laughs> why are you guys freezing up? But just for the record, if uh, those guys in Toyotas want to go rocker landing, that's fine. So you can smash your rockers. He is all day literally. Long. He is literally. His Instagram is at Team Broverland, no spaces, and it is Trevor. I don't know if it's cop or knob. I don't. It's it's K N O P P, hmm. but it's Trevor, and he's got a jelly bean. It's a really nice jelly bean. It's it's it's. Wait, it's not technically a jelly what do you bean. you mean jelly bean? Well, yeah, what does that mean? The the FJ cruisers. You never heard no, really, him. He oh, you really? never heard called jellybean. Oh, them Called jelly beans. because they're all nice bright colors. I don't. That's a term that I've heard before. Maybe not. No. That I like that though. Now, I'm, now I'm being um, a dick. but it, it's it's Trevor Knop.
1: <laughs> it's it's K N O P P. It's, it's not the K is silent. Sure, Trevor Knop. Sorry, buddy. I'm a, I'm just
0: I'm just here to fuck your name up. That's all. But uh, yeah, he I mean, is. He, he does drive is, a Toyota. So oh, you're right. So he's not even he's not rock landing either. Yeah, He's not. Uh, that's rough. That's a, that looks like it could be a potentially good rock landing vehicle. So he's yeah, Broverlanding. He, he's but Broverlanding. it's a
1: great overlanding. But yeah, he's literally self-proclaimed, <laughs> he's self-proclaimed
0: Broverlander. He's a Broverlander. He's somewhere in between. Yeah. yeah. He's found the gray line. He's <laughs> right that's, that's what. So
1: Broverlanding is in between overlanding and uh, rock landing.
0: But if you're on... Got but, it. But if you happen to fall... If you don't drive an FJ Cruiser, that's really awesome. And if you have a Toyota, then you're just overlanding. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Just, just yeah. want to clarify so that nobody's confused.
1: Especially a 4Runner or a Toyota pickup. Right. Okay. Just
0: yep. checking. Yep. Especially if you call it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Clearly. Clearly we're just fucking around. Uh, we love you guys over there at Snail Trail, Tyler and Jimmy. And, uh, and we just want to give you guys a little shit back, so. There's that. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Maybe you'll play it on your podcast again. Who knows? Maybe you won't. We should have played some of their talk shit talking. That right? was the most exposure oh,
1: well. we've ever gotten.
0: <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh. anyway, that's the uh, that's our overland talk for the day. And uh, that's about enough did, of that. That's that's about enough of that. Just saying, it was too, it was too much for Mike. I'm he's, already fumbling to sleep sw- over here talking about overland. He's beer's almost <laughs> gone. Uh, Derek, are you drinking?
1: I haven't started yet, but now's oh it's five o'clock.
0: Hey, oh, yeah. cheers, boys! Cheers, cheers! I'm
1: drinking myself a coffee, Eugene, which is a Eugene, sorry, coffee porter by Revolution Brewing. Mm. Tasty Chicago stuff. Brewing We're just drinking Bush, and it is tasty.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we are not drinking Bush. Uh, Mike's got a two. Are you brothers. guys drinking? I'm drinking a Bray beer. A two a brothers, Domaine Page. Thanks, Bray. Yes, sir. And I've got a Blue Moon because I went to go get a Blue Moon yesterday for dinner and it was not an option at the bar. And he just couldn't wait to get one. That's a true story. I do love me some Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. I have okay.
1: a, I have it. wait, before we, before we jump off of beers, I have a story Over. about Domain DuPage. Oh, okay. Oh, do um, you know. That's
0: why we have it now. We're gonna find out why. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so. Emily was telling me about one time she was out with some people in another, it was either California or New York or something like that for work. And they were like, Oh, yes, I'll have a Domaine DuPage. And <laughs> she was like, no, no, it's DuPage. And they're like, I'm pretty sure it's DuPage. And she's like, I grew up in DuPage County in Chicago. It's DuPage. And they're like, ooh.
0: DuPage. I'm pretty sure hey. it's DuPage. DuPage.
1: So, Domaine DuPage. DuPage. Either all of the Chicagoans are saying DuPage, uh, DuPage County wrong, okay. or that person was wrong. I think I like to say that that person was wrong. DuPage. <laughs> I love it. Little That's foot in mouth funny. right there.
0: Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about why I was where I was and didn't get a beer. So I went to the North American XJ Association Winterfest event 2022. It was a good time. Lots of XJs, lots of other rigs as well. It was pretty good. The park was a lot emptier than normal. For I was going to ask, like. Last time that I was there with you for the Naxtra event, it was, it was swimming in XJs. Swimming. I mean, there had been hundreds. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even see that many this year. I think there was a bunch there, but it wasn't like it has been in recent years, which is odd to me. Because like you couldn't even like look in any direction and not see 10 to 20 XJs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. When we were there, because when we were there, I think I was there when you were there, Mike, and there was like all of the Naxtra XJs were in the quarry for like a picture. And yeah. There were, I, there were at least 50. Yeah, there was, like th- there right. and i'm sure there were others rest you know in the rest of the park and it was crazy like we couldn't get at, get to any of the obstacles and stuff yeah. and
0: i didn't hear what the yeah. head count was this year and uh but i don't think it was as much as it has been in recent in past years anyway darn indeed yeah i love seeing the like different people's rigs and stuff like that so when there's a you know 200 of them you get a real good idea of what's going on did see some yeah, crazy right? stuff there was a guy in a pathfinder that was you know the on the back wall, of the quarry where I always try to, where I always go up and go over, that's just a t- t- kind of a straight up area. You don't know talk about. It's the easy one. Uh, yeah, I know the easy there one. There was a guy in a about. stock in a stock Pathfinder. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah. Oh my god! It was. Oh my. Oh, was it two wheel drive? Or uh, did yeah, it just the CV broke was broke. Something. CV broke, okay. so it was technically two wheel drive. It was in two wheel drive when it went up that. Wow. I guarantee he hit I've it never the first seen a good I was like, you're going to have to hit it like a razor. Wall in the quarry. Yeah. I was like, you're going to have to hit it like a razor. Like, there's no way you're getting up that unless you hit it like a razor because his breakover angle is all wrong. Mm-hmm. So he would just land on the body. I was like, you're literally going to have to sail it over that. And, and like, sail he did. That's it, yeah. And <laughs> several times he sailed it before he finally got over it. It just blows my mind that, like, you can hit it like that and not go over backwards. Like, there's enough for It's not as well, it's steep. But it's not that, you know, backwards angle. Steep. And, and he's stock, so he's low to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. If, well, I mean, if you were tall, yeah, it, it'll, I, it'll flip right over he, on you.
1: I think on that line, like, I can crawl it and not scrape belly, but like, yeah. it used to not be like that. Right. right? Even, it's even before down. I was, when I was full wheelbase length, like, I would scrape belly at yeah. least, or maybe not even get up it. Right. So, like, that, and his wheelbase is shorter, but he's also probably like, Mm -hmm. 10 inch belly height or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Something short, but yeah, he just kept, that was a nuts video.
0: The problem he had when he first came up to it was that he, the front bumper and the front of the unibody was in the way. So he went ahead and just clearance those real quick. Yeah. Just hit it faster. You hit it, just hit it. And that's why I said, I was like, Man, I don't know if he's going to get up over it. And he's like, he's either going to make it or break it. And I was like, I'm in. You know, I'm starting to see a theme over the weekend. And it seems wow. to be, let's get those front two wheels in the air. <laughs> let's Foreshadowing. Just Foreshadowing.
1: So if you aren't part of the Trail Riders page, Steve posted this video already. And you can see it there. It's pretty wild. It's not that wild.
0: It's, it felt it's very entertaining. It's a pull up it's your chair and get your popcorn and watch someone else break the shit out of their truck. It didn't break that bad. And then, and then Kevin came over and saved me and I went back to wheeling, but I definitely broke something else inside of it. I don't, I, and I still don't have an exact answer. So went over there. Um, oh, let's just quickly lead up to this. So obviously you guys know that Josh and Seth and Dave came over and helped me with my, um, with my rock or with my rock frame stiffeners. Thank you. With my frame stiffeners. We got all those (laughs) on, right? And then I just couldn't get into the mood to go in there and just do an hour's worth of work every day. And I can't get get my brain to turn on to go in and just, I'm going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, So Thursday night, I came back to the shop around 9, about 10 o'clock. I got moving on it and welded all the rest of the stiffeners up, painted everything, started doing reassembly um, about right around 10 when I got started uh, while Bill showed up. To help me. Oh, really? Yep. That's so awesome. Well, Bill came to help me, which thank God he did, because I would not have gotten it done if he hadn't been there to lend hand. He ended up, uh, we got the, got everything put back together, got the cross member. He threw the cross member back in and started bolting up the uh, the long arm, getting that done. I was working on the steering box, getting it put back in, got all that in, got the axle set up, got the. Uh, coiled ACO spacers turned like I wanted to. I wanted to adjust that and raise the front end an inch and a quarter, like an inch and a half or so. Oh, my God. You can't even imagine what a difference that made. That thing is buttery smooth now. I rarely awesome. bottom out the front end. That's cool. Amazing what an inch and a half makes. And because the, the, I think the, I think the progressive rate of the front spring, I think that's why. It was bottoming out before the progressive rate really started to kick in. And so by giving it that extra inch and a half, it sits. So now you don't bottom out nearly as often. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting because we added three sixteenths of an inch to the to the, front the unibody. So there, yeah. it's that much closer to bottoming out on the on the long arm the way it, it sets up. So anyway, went ahead, uh, did that, got those adjusted. We got the coils and everything thrown in, started getting the shocks bolted in. By the time we got done that night, it was about 2.30, like 2, about 2 o'clock. This is Thursday? Thursday, Friday morning. Got done buttoned up about two o'clock. Uh, had it back on its own wheels. Still had a couple things to finish. Oh, I did put the uh, the inner C gussets that I bought from. I think they're from oh, Barnes. Nice. I got those welded on. Cool. <laughs> As I'm rolling around under under looking at stuff, I'm like, well, didn't weld that seam. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed a couple of little something something's there. But you oh, welded most before
1: you had no yeah, stiffeners, had, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So even if you missed some welds here the gussets, and there, you're still be gonna be way stiffer
0: than you were. Oh, well, the gussets. It was on the gussets Oh, on the oh, seam. Oh, yeah, you yeah didn't that's what the different. gussets Yeah, I Steam. didn't want the gusset gotcha. on the, the seam on the gusset. I'm like, oh damn it, missed that. Um anyway, got that all done, got it put back up underneath the Jeep, got it back on its own wheels, everything was pretty good. We had it running, had it fired up and everything, and it was all good. Did not have the front bumper put back on yet, did not have the winch wired back up yet. Uh, brake lines weren't tied back up yet because they had to be re-secured to the body where the brake line normally secures to the unibody. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but you didn't, so it just, you had didn't some, just, it just had some brakes. a very little to system. Do. What's that? You no, didn't have to like re the brakes or no, anything? No, because it's got 40, it's got like something stupid, like 40 inch brake lines on the front of it. Goddamn. So we just literally <laughs> took them off and just stuck them in the engine bay. <laughs> like didn't have to yeah. do anything. So yeah, we never, we never broke the system. Didn't have to bleed them or nothing. So this was great. We went ahead and uh, shut it down for the night, came back. I came back Friday, uh, buttoned some things up, torqued the wheels. That's important. (laughs) Um, Yep. Did that, did a bolt check, kind of went through and checked all the bolts, uh, finished installing the drive shaft because I didn't have the front drive shaft fully installed, and got the brake lines tied up. And then in the process of getting the front bumper on, I cut down the front bumper... Uh, brackets that normally ran down the unibody for to brace the steering box, which I don't need anymore because I have stiffeners now.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I cut that down to only utilize the two front bolts on the frame horns, which is probably fine given that it's quarter on quarter now. Like it's not that big a deal, and I wasn't planning on getting stupid with it this weekend. So I put the two put the bolts in there. I finally got everything spread apart because because it, it was made for the frame. We added three eighths of an inch to the width of the unibody. And so I had to make the brackets go out. Three yeah. An inch. Yeah. Yeah. And so I cut some welds and, and bent the tabs out on the bumper. I'm like, this is just a mock. This is just to get through the weekend. You know what I mean? Put it on there. Got the bolts on, tighten the bolts down. It cinched everything together, nice and tight. And life's good. In the process of that severed the winch cable, the winch controller cable. Oh yeah. So I took it apart and uh, got some solder seals from the house so Thursday, I, or that was Thursday. So no. So that was Friday. We severed that cable. And so when I went home Friday, I uh, got, some, I got a few things Friday evening, got some stuff put together so that I would have all that came back Saturday morning at 5am and finished buttoning it up and then took it out and made sure it was all good. And then loaded it on the trailer uh, Saturday morning. Nice. Left town about 730 It's impressive for you. Not too shabby. That's, I mean, 7.30? That is impressive. I think I left the shop at 7.30, which I wanted to leave at 6.30. But... uh, I mean, that gets you there, like, right around when the park opens, so that's kind of awesome. No. Well, 6.30 would have. 7.31. I mean, it gets you there at 9.00. Yeah, 9.30. Yeah, 9.30. They open at 9, right? Got there at 9.30. Unloaded off the... So, yeah, got some fuel. Took off. Hit the road. Um, Was trying to track my fuel mileage, so I filled up there at St. Joe. Set Reset my trip. Ran about 70 mile an hour over there. It's so cruise control set in third gear because fourth gear, it was running like three quarter throttle pulling that thing. And I'm like, that's just too high, like too much load. The RPM was low, but the load was real high. And so I was like, I'll just run in third gear lockup. It runs like 2,600 RPM. It's not too bad. And it just, it's coasting essentially. And so I did that, ran over there. Everything went super smooth. I take uh, it you fixed the distributor. You I drill not, and tap it. Nope. What'd you Sent do? Sent it. Just left it with one bolt in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It worked. It got me there. I thought it didn't run and that's no, no, why no. you were No, it's it runs. It's just the cap's kind of looseish. Uh it could it could be okay. loose. Like if you were to try to move it, you can. Huh. But just sitting there it doesn't move apparently. I mean there's all this duct tape.
1: And apparently yeah. not apparently driving, it doesn't move it either. It's good enough, I guess. I mean your timing wasn't shifting, at least not enough no. that the
0: ECM couldn't accommodate. No, yeah, it wasn't even there. <laughs> um so anyway, cruised over there, to Toad fine over there, got to the park, uh got unloaded. Seth showed up right behind me. He was there just like a minute before me. He pulled in behind me. So Seth is going to ride with me uh, on Saturday. He hit me up a couple days beforehand. He's like, hey, you got a passenger seat? Yep. So he showed up at the park. We unloaded it. In the process of unloading it, the throttle stuck at like just a hair. It's been doing that recently. Clean your throttle body. I did. Okay. So I pulled it off the trailer and I was like, oh, this thing's sticking. So we popped the intake off. I was trying to, I was trying to get it to do it so I could... Find out if it was the cable sticking mm, or yeah. if it was the throttle body, and I couldn't like if you can't you know if you can't mimic it, then you don't know. So it finally did it. I was like, perfect. Put it in park, got and jumped out. Is island about seventeen hundred, you know, in park. It's too know. high, obviously. Oh yeah, of course, but it's not like three thousand. Yeah, it's not crazy. Um, checked it. Sure enough, just just snacked smack the throttle just lightly, and it just popped right back down. So it's some gunk. It's some gunk buildup in the throttle body or something. When you say Seth showed up, do you mean show up, Seth? Yeah. Okay. Show up Seth. The, the Seth that shows up? chef Thacker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just shows up. Yeah. That's it. that I mask. Did. Just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I was making um, sure there's probably a lot of Seths out there. So the Here's Seth talking. that helped work on the frame stiffness actually yes. came and rode with me at the park, which was awesome. Okay, just making sure. It was actually a really great day riding around with him. Um and uh so I went ahead and pulled the intake boot off and cleaned the throttle body real quick with some just some uh like lubricant. Spit? No, it wasn't spit. I used, a mi- rag. I used a microfiber tab- a towel and some like SuperTech, just lubricant is what it was. Um, obviously not I throttle mean, body cleaner, but no. SuperTech lube just lube. says lube yeah, on it's the just all-purpose automotive it, lube. All I, think purpose, I think it just says all-purpose lube. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just what it says. Um, that's what I used. I kind of cleaned around in there. It was a little dirty, but it wasn't terrible. It needs some seafoam like upper intake ran through it to clean. Around the uh, actual bushings, yeah. With the throttle blade rides on. I think that's where we're getting our sticky needs. Needs, What is What does this need? Why are you quoting that?
1: Putting in air quotes because, like, it absolutely needs what, that. Ha- what did people do before seafoam? Uh, they re- used throttle, re- they
0: used re- carburetor <laughs> cleaner, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah I, guess, I don't yeah. know why would, with I guess, carb cleaner does have some lubricant in it. Seafoam's mobetta, always mobetta. It works good. good. Oh, I love seafoam, don't get me Same. wrong, but like. This episode brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to get some of that. And throw, I was actually going to stop by the house and pick it up. And I was walking around the garage in circles going, what the fuck was I going to get? I was like, I got a torque. I picked up a torque wrench on the way to the park. Like after I left here, it was loaded. I was like, I need two things from the shop, from the garage at the house. I need a torque wrench and I need seafoam. And I got there and I'm walking around in circles. What was the other thing? I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, I'll figure shit. out when I get yep. to the park. Sure enough, get to the park, fire it up, back up. The thing. Ah, that's what I needed. Yep. Cleaned it up. Uh, it still stuck a couple times throughout the day. Nothing serious, but um, every now and again... you. Oh, so you're not
1: going to leave that open as an excuse for why <laughs> oh, bad no, that, things happen later, that was, Steve? Uh, that was
0: 100% <laughs> foot. <laughs> <laughs> it felt fine. It didn't even feel like that was going to be... A, I didn't realize that like two runs before that, I'd also pulled the front wheels. Um, mm. But
1: anyway... Also, there were a couple other obstacles that I saw you with your foot
0: you know, on or through the floor... Really? Through. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the ice video? Is that what you're looking yeah, into? Yeah, ice video. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. The ice video, that's when I started hearing the noise. This ch- 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 the clunk, that, clunk, clunk. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Anyway, got to the park, fixed the throttle body, blah, blah, blah. Checked in. Life's good. Went to the quarry. Played around there for a little bit. Um, the Waltz had their high noon event over at the V-Notch. Ran over to that. Checked them guys out. Watched them. They had a guy out there in Boggers on with a samurai, stretch samurai on Boggers. He was trying to get up. But I think like thirty fives, maybe. I'm guessing. Um, He was trying to get up there, couldn't get up that ledge. He didn't have the right line, and so he just hogged that thing out. Deep, deep, deep. Like Balgers that will ledge, do that. That ledge is deep now. That that ledge when he I mean, got done with when he got really deep it, when we were there. When he got done with it, it was probably 24 inches or probably 18 to 24 inches deep. Like was, he was well, there's there's a giant at least. There's 18, a giant we there. stone. There's a giant rock in the center of that now, just sitting uh-huh. there. That wasn't there last time we were there. I don't remember it being there, oh. but maybe it was buried and they've since then. Steve wasn't it. there
1: the last time we were there. Oh, that's true. Oh, last time we were there, me oh, and Derek yeah. was. So yeah. wasn't it was just a couple was, weeks ago. Yeah, this, when Mike and I were big. there, it was pretty dug out. Actually, if yeah. you watched, there's a video that and there was no rock? Took I think Joe took it. Okay, of me going up it and I. That stone that you're talking about, my bumper grabbed and pulled and plopped it into that hole, <laughs> and it was... And you, you know how I've been talking about the fuel tank? I like I'm. Ne- yeah. I never
0: hit the fuel tank skid. Yeah, yeah. I hit you it. You did. Of course, because yeah. that is so undercut. Well, not even undercut, but it's so dug out, and it's just a straight ledge. Anyway, yep. they were having trouble getting up. A couple of the big guys that were longer wheelbase, no problem, drove right up mm-hmm. it. Uh, that was pretty easy, but uh, I was just like, yeah, this is not going anywhere fast everybody kept diffing out on that rock because it was so dug out. As soon as you'd slide off that rock, you just diffed, and then you could get pulled backwards. It's like, cool, and then I yep. bounced. So Seth and I went and jumped back in the Jeep, took off. Behind the hay barn, across from Actual Breaker, they have dug out a giant area of rock to fill in some stuff around the park and to work on the campgrounds. And so they've got ah, to there. We were wondering why it was like that. Yeah, they dug that out. They're, they're using that rock. So I guess way back on the far corner the opposite corner of like where the back wall is. If you were to go like towards the pond, but way back in the woods, there's a corner over there. And apparently it was like three and a half foot deep ruts. Somehow these oh, ruts got really rutted out. He said, I was talking to Jeff and he was saying that uh, jeeps were trying to ride it. or trying to straddle it and they would fall off the, the hump. And they would literally, as they fell off the hump, it would roll them onto their side. The ruts were oh, so man. bad. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. So they went through, he said they spent three weeks with haul trucks hauling that rock over there and filling that back in. It was that wow. I guess it was just that bad in that one corner. Insane. Anyway, I went over there there to that spot, and it has had I've I've played on a couple you know uphills in there, and it's pretty grippy because it's all rock, but it's all loose rock. It's just that uh, that was it shales, basically.
1: It's like moonlight, kind of. Yeah, that
0: that's true <laughs> no, That's true
1: Yeah, I know, but like it's loose, like moonlight. Yeah, it's not.
0: Chert. So there's one spot that where they were digging straight, basically just kind of reaching over the edge, digging straight up and, and grabbing material. And I looked at it and I was like, well, let's go up that. And Seth's like, oh, OK, <laughs> nobody been up it. There's no you don't go anywhere at the top of it. It was just something I was like, I'll just make a new trail and put tires on it. So we did that. And I kept trying to move up a little bit. And I was trying to wear it down a little bit to kind of put a put some tire tracks in it and kind of get up to the top, like pack and it of, down a little bit. I was trying to knock the top down a little bit, you know, and just kind uh... of yeah, and just pack it down, knock the top down a little bit. And so I kept messing with it, kept messing with it, and uh, every time I would do that, it would—I would just give it a little more throttle, trying to get over it. What would happen is I'd peak the top of it, and I would diff out. I'd made some ruts up top, you know, in the in the overburden that was left up there. I'd made some ruts, and I was trying to get to—I was trying to move side to side to clear the ruts out and just make that one, you know, level plane up there. That wasn't working out. Every time I come to the top, I just fall off, and yeah. So then the guy, like Seth got out and he was videoing it. And then Kenny got out and he was videoing it. And then I backed up and I was like, well, just give her a little more, give her a little more throttle because it felt like it was going to go. Uh, I gave her a little more throttle and it went, it went up the, up to the top anyway. That's good. <laughs> and then, and then what happened? It, it when it when landed, you went and then you had two wheels on the ground. <laughs> you had Two wheels on the ground. And I then was what just happened? trying to get over the overburden. Uh, when it landed, the back tires kept spinning, but the fronts did not. And mm. I knew that that front drive shaft was. Had never been lubricated? At one point it had. I saw them splines. <laughs> At the factory. I was angry. There was no, there's none of that blue like plastic left on them. Like that drive shaft's well, pissed.
1: Some, some drive shafts didn't come with that. that that's, that's kind one of like did. a, I think that started in like, oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going now. Yeah, you, you done fucked up, AA Ron. Well, I, <laughs> that
0: drive shaft is the original drive shaft for that Jeep. And um, it's never been, been lubricated. It's, no, it had been lubricated several times years ago, but when you the lubric- but when it doesn't have any seal left on it, it's got no seal left on it, and so like and I would put that the the dust uh, yeah. boot on the backside, I would hammer it back into place, and as soon as I would stretch the front end out, it just popped it right back off, because that drive shaft is too mm. short for the application now. Yeah, you know it's right when you're sitting at ride height, the splines are right at the edge of that boot, and so you have most of your engagement, just not all of it. As you guys know, by a few trips ago, when I dis- when I completely pulled it apart, when my pinion angle was off, and it completely pulled the front end apart or the front drive shaft apart. Uh, anyway, it tried to do that apparently, and in the process, it cleaned all the splines off the front drive shaft.
1: Which is fine. So impressive. I, you don't need I've anymore. never seen that before. I have never. Either. I, but it was. Rowie and I have a lot of experience separating front drive shafts and mm. fucking up splines too, and that's why we now have like 14 inches it's of travel drive infinite, shafts or some bullshit slip. like that. So, yeah, infinite slip basically. But right. you know, we're leaf sprung. You got radius arms. Uh, right. Shouldn't shouldn't be a problem. Shouldn't. But I, I've also never seen. It the was splines awesome. just like twist off like that. Usually <laughs> like on a on an axle shaft or something like that, yeah. it, it'll break the whole thing. Right. Not no, just no. shear the splines off. Well when, it, it's like, extra, extra like when it's extra, extra
0: rusty. When it's extra, extra sloppy. Yeah, I guess when it's sloppy, extra sloppy, rusty.
1: Extra whatever.
0: It was sloppy. It had a That's, lot of that was nuts. That, that shaft had a lot of slop in it. So it doesn't surprise me that it cleaned the splines off. Um, but it is what it is and uh i called kevin i was like ah, i sheared my front drive shaft um you don't happen to have one of those laying around somewhere do you or know somebody that does and he's like actually i got one right here in the jeep he's like you just need a stock front drive shaft i was like yep so he brought me that we slammed that sucker in real quick it was just a stock replacement junkyard shaft that he'd rebuilt mm-hmm. and put grease in it and it was good to go it was so much tighter than the one i had and i'm uh, not surprised it was <laughs> nice yeah it was a nice shaft. It it's nice man um so, thank you to Kevin Ramirez for coming and saving me. And then I went wheeling and we were doing our thing, and it was good. It felt pretty good. Nothing really fe- seemed too out of place. I don't remember if I heard this noise prior to the ice patch, but when we got in the ice patch, it started goofing it's around. It's so hard in there. to
1: say when, no- when, when you break stuff and noises start happening, mm-hmm. you're like, wait, was that happening before I broke? I right. don't know. Like, you don't notice it until it becomes a problem. Right. Or something else becomes a problem, then you're just like hypersensitive to any noises. Exactly. So it's, it's yeah, it's hard to so say. So we
0: we went trail riding a little bit more, you know, we kept cruising around or whatever, doing our thing. And then we went and played in some uh well, I went saw this little spot that had this thick ice and I thought maybe oh. I could drive across it. As I started driving across it, it just broke it and fell in. And then it was a mud <laughs> hole. Yeah, and then it was a mud hole, and then I was trying to back out of it. I was trying to get out of it, and they were like, Oh, you want to pull it pulled out? I'm like, I think I can get out of this. And Kenny's like, Let me get a video. And of course, you know, he's getting a video. I finally get backed up enough to start pulling out of it. And he's like, well, just come forward. And I was like, dude, it's sinking to like, it's almost coming in the, fl- in the door, like in the, in the tub already. Like, I don't want to go forward. And he's like, oh yeah, just come forward. All right, whatever. So I just start you know, messing around and we're pushing ice, big chunks. That, that ice was probably <laughs> six inches thick. Push- yeah. It looked like it oh, based on yeah. the video. Yeah. Pushing giant chunks of ice around and goofing around in this mud hole that I probably shouldn't be playing in. And eventually i backed back. <laughs> I started hearing something that, like that clicking noise. And I was like, yeah, OK, I think we're got ice, you know, hitting on the drive shaft or something. So we're going to just pull out. So we backed out of it. No big deal. Uh, went and played in a pond and got it cleaned off. But I was making a noise and I couldn't find it. Um, nothing seemed out of place. But I was hearing something. I put the I had the Jeep in. How would I have the Jeep in park? No, I don't remember. I had the Jeep in like neutral and the transfer case in neutral or something like that. And I was like, I don't need to listen to it. And I could hear something coming from the transfer case, like a noise. And uh, then we put the transfer case in neutral. So I must have the transfer case engaged, but the Jeep in neutral or something. I don't remember how I did this. I don't know. Either way. Transmission and,
1: and drive and transfer case in neutral.
0: That's what we ended up with. That was the end, end mm. thing. We did that. and You could really hear it then. And so, like, you could hear something in the transfer case clicking, like, making noise in the transfer case. I'm like, that's the noise that I was trying to track last year when I drove it to the Badlands for this event. Remember yeah. me coming back? I came back from this event last year, and I was like, there's a noise while I'm driving that, that sounds like something in the transfer cases is, is bad. You guys remember that at all? No? Not really. The kind listeners of. will. The listeners remember everything. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I heard that last year, and now like I can identify it. Like now I know it. It definitely is in the transfer case making noise. Hmm. But I couldn't find I, anything else. T- the way you place. described it, it yeah. makes me think of
1: double cardan centering stud problems. In the front,
0: in the front drive shaft that Kevin gave yeah. me has a loose centering stud. So is I'm, it a, is I'm it a click
1: or is it a th- like no, it's a, a more of like it's a, a thud? I mean that could be chain because these are these are spice um saginaw oh right double cardans right
0: they're double cardans i don't know do
1: do they look like a gm1 or do they look like a dodge one
0: it's a it's a jeep one so it's obviously a fiat
1: not not then fiat
0: design oh yeah for sure am 97 i don't think so <laughs> no i'm just messing with you everything is fiat now anyway okay i was like god damn it's a, it's I, I don't jeep. know
1: much about jeeps but it's a jeep I,
0: design so it probably looks like a jeep design and yeah but okay all right well loose, anyway i guess you, so have you got, taken
1: a centering set apart on a double yes, cardan i is guess it. is my question because there's two types there's yeah. the gm and i think jeep's type where the centering ball is pressed onto a stud and then the spring pushes on the cup, which is actually three pieces that touches on that. Hmm. And then there's like, I guess I call it Dodge, but I think it's Spicer in reality, where they
0: have the a stud. bigger
1: ball and then there's needle bearings in between the stud and the ball and the ball yes, like rotates against so when you a take solid apart,
0: cup. when you take apart the one that I have here, one side of it has an arch and that arch has the pin on it. The other hmm. side has the cup. And then the ball goes inside the cup, and it has needle bearings in it. Okay, all yep. right. Yep. There's needle yeah, bearings. Yeah. Then if in it's the a click,
1: that that actually makes more sense that it would make a clicking sound because if like one of the needle yeah. bearings is see go- and i and broken, gone. And, and when
0: I was and when I was laying underneath of it, I found that 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 uh, drive shaft that Kevin gave me does have a smidge of play, maybe eighth of an inch when you push it up and down. Enough. It's it's enough. That's that. Derek is moving his head back and forth, kind of like eh, maybe. And that's kind of my it's thought. It's like on the verge, right? It's, like because when they're broken, noisy.
1: it's got a three inches right. of play or whatever. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's it's noisy. We just wheeled the rest of the day. I was like, you know what? And kind of everybody had the same thing. Like, well, you know how to find that. Just keep wheeling it until it really makes noise. I'm like, sounds like a plan to me. By the end of the day, yep. I was a little nervous. Like I <laughs> I am waiting to go try to climb up something and literally not have front wheel drive or start getting like real loud popping. Full of groey. But but the weird thing about it is you don't have to. You don't have to make a full rotation, like say, like a full rotate, like a quarter rotation of the tire, you'll probably hear that noise four times. Steve, what gears do you have in your axle? 538s. So, would you say that you hear it
1: 5.38 times every time the tire rotates? More. <laughs> more. I was thinking the more. same
0: thing that you said, Derek. <laughs> I would say more. It
1: could be a U joint, then, because a U joint would do twice that many, right? Because mm-hmm. it goes like this. Mm-hmm once per each turn.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I thought about throwing another drive, going and getting a drive shaft that, that is known good and throwing mm-hmm. it in there and then just driving it and seeing if I can if I can uh, reproduce the sound. But I so all of you listeners that are always giving me static, this is too late in the podcast. I should have said this early on because I wanted to call them all out early. <laughs> Everybody that is giving me static constantly, every time I post something they're like, ah, no worries. You won't have it done for six months. Yep, I don't like you guys. I mean, I do, but right now I don't like you guys because you're always (laughs) giving me shit and it's not nice. I got a lot going on in my brain. Oh, no. Did somebody hurt your feelings? Yes, my feelings (laughs) hurt. I don't like it. (sighs) Dicks. So in light of you guys giving me shit about not having anything done for six months, the Jeep is torn apart completely in the shop already and pulled the front diff off Check the ring and pinion. Looks perfect. Diff cover. Yeah, that thing.
1: Yeah, you didn't pull the whole diff out though. Yeah, no, I <laughs> just wanted to out. be clear.
0: The, Sorry. the front axle sitting on the podcast table. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, just look at it. <laughs> listen, listen. The fr- there's no clicking. <laughs> pull the front diff cover. Everything looks perfect in there. There was nothing. There was no parts in the bottom of it at all. Um, All the teeth look perfectly intact. No marring. No scarring. No nothing. And I drove this thing for five hours after it started making the noise. And by the end of the day, it was really making a noise. So you think it's the transfer case? I'm wondering if it's a transfer case. So I pulled the drain plug out of the transfer case and drained that fluid. Now it's ATF four. So it should be clear and red. It was red. Mm -hmm. It's maybe a little had a little shimmer to it. It looked more like it looked more like four red paint. Hmm. But I mean, Ooh. that's not terrible. I haven't pulled it. I haven't trained that chain. The
1: shimmer to me makes it sound like a bearing is going
0: bad. There's, things. Like, there's metal, but there's a lot of parts in there. You have a chain. Or Like that chain has wear.
1: Yeah. You oh, know I, I thought you were going to say that the diff was shimmery, and I was like, well, yeah, you just put new gears yeah, in it and it you haven't did, changed had, the oil yet. That yeah. should be shimmery because you're yeah. taking the coating off of the ring gear teeth and the pinion yep. gear teeth and that, all that jazz. And
0: there was some shimmer in there, but nothing like what the 9 inch had. The 9 inch had way more on its first oil just, change.
1: Yeah, does it? Does a two? It's a two thirty one, right? Yeah, it has a magnet in it, right? Yeah. Got a so big old sh- magnet. The shimmer is aluminum or something that's not ferrous, right? Because uh, yeah, otherwise probably, the yeah, magnet be, would catch right, it. Right?
0: Yeah. In theory, yeah. Someone has to pull it apart to find out more stuff. So I stuck my finger down there. I don't know how much play should be in a chain of a two thirty one.
1: No, this is, the chain is now what's clicking. You would know what the chain, you know, jumping teeth would sound like. Jumping it would be like, teeth,
0: k-tunk, 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 k-tunk. Yes. I have heard that. The last case, the reason that this case got put in is because the previous one had the chain was too loose and it was jumping teeth. And it's boom, oh wow. boom, okay, boom, boom. It's, it's very noticeable. Yeah. But this does sound very much kind of like that, but it's not, hmm. it's not slipping yet. It's almost as though it's grabbing a tooth too early. You know what I'm saying? It's grabbing so the edge of maybe it. Maybe one not of the bearings in it.
1: your transfer case is going bad and it's allowing that to you know the two gears that the chain connects to, one of them's a little bit short. Yeah, or like or, a little bit closer to the other one. So or the chain's stretch, a little loose. Or just stretch the chain. And like you said, it's Yeah. You maybe. don't
0: think so? I mean it came down hard enough to take the splines off the drive shaft. Could not to that not stretch it is a your, smidge? Is your it could. Is yeah. your case cracked? Not to my knowledge. It wasn't leaking, I haven't, right? told, I haven't torn it apart yet, but... But it wasn't so leaking. No, so how much how much play should a 231 have? I don't what, actually what do you know. Think? Yeah, I don't either. I so mean, there's definitely two, some play. It, yeah, oh, there's definitely... When I,
1: when I would pull apart 241s, which is mm-hmm. basically the same transfer case, right. it's, hard, it's hard to say once you take that back case off, because right. then you've got a little bit more play in the gears, yeah. so there's a lot, you know? Quarter mm-hmm. inch seems like a, a normal amount, though, to me.
0: Yeah. That's about what it, I think that's about what it has. Like you know, just trying to check it out from the yeah, outside. Yeah, that chain is not tight by any means. Like, I mean you yeah, can it's move not it back and forth tight. when it's installed. Right. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, either. Dave said Dave was uh guessing I said post a whole bunch of stuff on the Patreon chat. Yes, sir? Derek has his hand up.
1: Pirate, according to Pirate four by four, less than one and one half inch of slack is okay uh, on a two forty one at least.
0: That's like in the middle of the travel, like how far you can move it back and forth. Right. Yeah. yeah, I
1: assume at the fill hole, right, where you can kind of see in with a screwdriver, you could probably move it.
0: Yeah. I can't see it in mine from the fill hole. It's too low. But nonetheless. Why were you checking the play on it? I was sticking my pinky in, and I could push down on it and get a quarter inch, probably a down, downward play. Yeah, so you're probably okay. Not probably in that range. Anyway, nonetheless, sounds like I should, should I refill the transfer case in the, obviously the front if I can slap it back together. It's golden. Um. Refill mm-hmm. those, put a dry a good front drive shaft in, and then go test drive or go test it and see if it's the front drive shaft. Can Should you that? take
1: the front drive shaft out? And I was gonna say see the same if the transfer case still makes that noise.
0: No. Only under load. Only makes the noise under load.
1: Well check and see if it makes the noise under load in two wheel drive. It, it doesn't make
0: it doesn't make it in two wheel drive. Nope.
1: We check all it. Of the okay. scenarios. Uh yeah. all right, new plan. I was trying to yesterday while I was at yeah, the Yeah, do what I was you said all things. Pull the rear drive shaft too, though.
0: Pull the rear drive shaft and drive it in front wheel drive?
1: Only. Let's totally isolate the front. Yeah.
0: Okay. I like it. That sounds this, good to Wait,
1: name. oh second question. Is the rear drive shaft the same as the front? It's too long. Oh damn it. I, I knew really. you were trying it, to it also has common-ized, lock, so I'm not
0: worried but... about
1: it. <laughs> So well then fi- yeah, I, I think I what you order. said is right. Find it find order. a known yeah. good front, front drive shaft.
0: Yeah. Put it in. Here is and the- so I have yeah. all the questions now. All right. So the forty four is still good. So I'm not going to ton swap. Uh that was like on the table this morning. Like if it if it messed up the ring and pinion, like maybe I should just start looking to do that because why not? Sure. Um, and then it was gonna be like fifteen grand to do it. There's there's a lot of project creep. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta buy a soup. I have to buy a Ford F 250, <laughs> used but not that
0: used. No. Take
1: the whole drivetrain out of it, put a Jeep body on it, shorten it, do all the <laughs> I'll
0: give you a quick so we've we've come so we're we're to the end of the story essentially with my Jeep where I've taken it apart and looked at it. The the transfer case has a little bit of play in the chain. And I'm wondering if something inside of it isn't bad, maybe a bearing or something like that. So I'm kind of on that fence right now of just go ahead and pulling the transfer case, do the six gear planetary upgrade, do the 241, like the 241 six gear planetary upgrade, do the Chevy wide chain upgrade. I mean, you're already there. That That's a junkyard transfer case that I put in 10 years ago, you know, because the other one had a loose chain in it. So just do it and be happy, happy, happy. That's all brand new, right? Then, yep. m- two things. One, I have to buy drive shafts anyway. The rear drive shaft has the centering pin and it. it. has wear in it, and it's bad, so it has to be replaced to some degree. Either I need to have a new double card and put on it, or just put a new shaft. Um, my thought was yep. to take the rear shaft, have it shortened, and put it on the front with a new double card and welded to it. That's a pretty simple, easy fix. Yep. You know what I mean? Save some money there and mm-hmm. then have a new thirteen. Are the splines good on the rear one? Yeah, this, the rear one's a Tom Woods, and it's still good.
1: But it, So it doesn't have too much play on no. the splines or anything like that? not Okay, quite not yeah, much. then that's an okay plan. Right. And you, then, actually, you might not even need to replace the double card, a, a shop could prop, or you could potentially just rebuild the centering stuff. No, and no, no. The, joints the, in it or
0: the pin in the centering, the centering pin itself has wear from the bearings. The bearings wore it, and now it has like dimples. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. You something need a new. One. Yeah. But you don't need a whole new double card and just the one side that has the pin on it.
0: Yeah, the side that is attached to the drive shaft. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just put a whole new one in. Bucket. I'm done with it, right? Anyway, probably not, it's probably not gonna cost that much. I'll probably take it over here to the to Hall Brothers. That makes sense. And probably have them do it for a hundred bucks, 150 bucks or something, right? It's not terribly expensive to have a drive shaft shortened over there. Yeah, shortened. I don't know what a double cardan costs. Derek, look it up um about
1: 150 bucks probably
0: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> which is fine by me that's cheaper than $500 for a new shaft uh, that's true so do that move the rear drive shaft to the front get a new rear drive shaft call it a day uh go to 1350s in the rear and then my question is if i'm doing that do i eco box at the same time if you're going to put drive m- shafts how, in anyway how much shorter would your rear drive shaft get I don't know how wide I don't know how how long an eco box is. Yeah, how long is an eco box? Um
1: You know. I, well, I know how long mine is, but they have newer ones now. Um oh. you can get at least you could no, no, no. Okay, for two forty one you have to get a regular eco box. You can't get an I, which is like the integrated one that has the it's like an a Magnum or a Titan okay. where it has the f- input shaft is that Output shaft of the eco box. So what? eight to nine inches, somewhere in there.
0: Okay. So my I wonder eight to nine inches. I wonder if the rear drive shaft could just literally be flipped around to the front. Then I gotta figure out if I can clear the cross member. There's a couple little finicky things with that.
1: Yeah, and your you know, floor your- pan clearance is potentially an issue
0: yeah it could be you're right about that oh my god and the other thing hmm. there's a few things there I have to figure those out speaking
1: of scope creep also <laughs> S- Roe was looking at uh nwf ecobox yeah and they have a 16 week lead time right now so order it yeah. now if
0: you want to wheel next year sure. <laughs> all right so just have drive shafts built real quick and then get back to wheeling Um, I, I would,
1: but I mean, it's one of those things where like, again, Mike said it shortening a drive shaft a, isn't that expensive and B doesn't take that long.
0: Right. And it wouldn't take them long to do my, do that one. Um, right. So do that, get a new, get the front drive shaft swap, get the rear one turned to 1350. Keep the transfer case where it's at yada, 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 blah, 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 uh, rebuild the transfer case and get back to wheeling the rest of the season. Hopefully that is good. Hopefully I don't break anything else the rest of the season and call it a day. My concern is my concern is as I get more seat time, I keep getting a little more ballsy and keep getting a little harder on my stuff. So stop it. I don't know. Yes. I don't know anything about that. That's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, stop. So, so stop it. Stop. Stop doing things that are harder than the things before you. Right. Just take it easy, bud. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but I Mike, thought I was taking you, it easy. You
1: know how it feels when, like, you get up a new obstacle and you're oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, I did it, did it." But you couldn't do it before you either had the seat time and the balls to do it, right. or you made some upgrade to your vehicle, and then all of a yeah. sudden, like, "Hey, I can get up this now."
0: The other, yeah. Right. Good. So instead of giving it more skinny pedal, give it stickier tires. Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what?
1: I was actually thinking—I I forget who it was—but somebody posted a picture. I think in the Trail Riders page of them also being at the Badlands, I think on Sunday, and they had like cut intercos yes. of some sort. I don't a, know if they were SXs, but.
0: Was it a, uh, a buggy? Red, right? Huh? Oh, I don't was, know. Huh? Oh, was that Dom Stacks? Uh, in a red XJ? Ah, yes. He posted on that post that I posted? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they were cut. I didn't even pay attention to, to it. Um, oh,
1: man, they looked good. Oh, I was yeah. like,
0: you know what? If you're going to have um, two sets of wheels and tires, you should have one that are cut. <laughs> <laughs> just got yeah, it. It was Dom Stacks. I just looked yeah. it up. So my thought my thought is I was discussing this with Josh Anderson earlier. We we're kind of just spitballing back and forth. Go buy a Dana 60. Go pick up a Dana 60, like a 04 or something like that. My thought was to shave it. So there was a Jeep there this weekend called the Dollar General Lee. It's a red X or the orange XJ. And it has shaved and narrowed uh, Dana 60 under it. That's fun. And mm-hmm. either a sterling or a 14 bolt in the rear. And, uh, but they're both narrowed. So it has like my track width, basically, or maybe even a little narrower, but it's on tons. It looks stupid good.
1: That's actually kind of badass because it of is. a 14 bolt, you can easily narrow. Like two inches out of it because they have mismatched axle shaft lengths.
0: Oh, perfect!
1: So you just run the short side shaft on the other one, and What's you save. I think they're like roughly two inches.
0: What's the uh, normal width of a fourteen bolt? Uh, they're pretty. They're kind of narrow. Like sixty-seven. Yeah, sixty-seven. So you get it down to sixty-five. Yeah. That's about. I think that's what my nine Which inches is, is sixty-five. Yeah, Sixty-two or sixty-five. About,
1: I was gonna say that's about a, a Jeep width. I think yeah, yeah. they're like sixty-three to sixty-five.
0: Are, yeah. I so think, you just shorten one side, and then you just run. Whatever lengths or two one size, yeah, two short shafts. Well, I'm just saying, like in a elite. Well, I guess it wouldn't matter. Even in a leaf spring application, you could just rewild the purchase wherever you yep. want them.
1: Yeah, you'd have Done. an offset diff though. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: not the end of the world, right? Right. I don't think so. I no, mean, the front's already offset, so fuck <laughs> it.
1: Land Rovers have like five inch or a ten inch offset diff is crazy. Oh my
0: god, and it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> So it's kind of a cool idea. Right. Yeah. You could just do that and, just and shorten it. Yeah. And you wouldn't there even it. need a custom shaft. You can't beat that. Yep. So we we're talking about that sort of thing. And I told Josh, <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to tons and I've said this before, if I'm going to tons, I'm not staying on 40s because I want the clearance. So either you have to shave it. You either have to shave your Dana 60 or just go up entire size. How big a deal is it to shave a 60? It's not like a 14 where you can get like oh, yeah. an inch and a half. Just oh, yeah. big. It's big. Big you, undertaking, yeah, yeah. Cut the whole, Cut the ring gear and everything. I don't know about Dude, shaving I, ring gear
1: at that. At this point, I would say consider. That's what the calling yeah. up, calling up Dynatrack and being like, "Hey, can I get a <laughs> Dana uh, ultimate <laughs> or what is it?" Bikes have got is- ultimate Dana sixty, which are shaved, and then Jesus. I don't know what Dynatracks are, which are I think even higher clearance than the. Spicer Ultimate Dana 60s, but, but they're you're like talking about buying a shape. housing
0: from them, right? Not a complete axle. Yeah,
1: just just a housing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you have any, any idea ones? what one of those runs? I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, I mean, their the axles are like seven or eight grand, but they come with lockers and chromos and all that Which shit. You have to you know? buy anyway. So, like,
0: it's not a bad deal, right? But you have to buy all that garbage anyway. I mean, if, yeah, you're, but if you're building the whole thing from scratch, then, yeah, you, you can just have...
1: Bolt it in and weld on some brackets <laughs> and you're done. The <laughs> yeah. brakes and everything, like sometimes they come So we like... were
0: discussing this and I was like, you know what? If you 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 shave it, if you're going to stay on 40s, that way you can retain your clearance, right? And But mm-hmm. if you're going to go to 42s or 43s, then the shave is not, not, it's not worth it. I mean, it'll it'll buy you extra space, but you'll be the same as a 40 on a no shave, you know? And so I was like, "Hmm, why are you? Wince- Derek's wincing at me like that. Doesn't make." I'm sense. I'm trying to follow your logic. I think you said it backwards. <laughs> you think so? So like, if you if you shave a Dana sixty on forties, you gain it's an It's the inch- same as having forty
1: twos and a not shaved Dana sixty. Like 40, That's what he's and not saying. Shaved, yeah. yeah. Okay. I okay. I misunderstood that. Yeah. yeah Sorry. It's the internet.
0: The internet, Derek. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He just misheard it through the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Forty twos or forty threes are so fucking tall. It's just life. You're just gonna make your truck bigger, more sawzall.
1: You're just gonna. Uh, I don't you. know I, what forty twos or forty threes under an XJ
0: is a that's big what, tire. That's what uh, Brad's got. He's got forty three inch. He's got forty three inch SXs on his. Brad who? Brad, Brad Prater, uh, pork chop XJ. Uh-oh. Yep, You got 43s on it. Looks fine. Looks good. I mean, I'm kind of worried about that, too, because I'm going to do a 60 eventually, and yeah. I don't want to run bigger than 38s, but I feel like I'm going to be You're gonna lose knocking some. my pumpkin on a lot on some rocks. More.
1: Here's here's the thing. You had a 14 bolt that wasn't shaved before in 38s, Mike. How often did you get hung up on the diff? Every day. I mean,
0: pretty, pretty often. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I, I have, four, I have a 16 and 40s and a shaved 14 bolt. I very rarely get hung up on the front diff. The rear still often. Yeah, but even with it, the, the front, you can steer to like move the front end around right. things, you know, That's so like true. shaving, shaving a Dana 60 seems like a ton of work or a ton of money to yeah. gain a little bit of clearance that it's you can 450. maybe
0: avoid. It's 450 bucks for the shave kit. Jesus, what? <whistles> yeah. Holy. It's a, full, it's a full new front diff. And then it has that plate that goes under that you weld back in. I'm, wait, so, wait. I'm hold on. So you cut some stuff out. There's a plate. <laughs> yep. Where's the $450 right there? It's a plate. What brand? And a diff cover. Oh, and a ballistic. Diff- what brand? Ballistic. It's four hundred and fifty okay. to six hundred dollars depending on what you're buying. Good lord. Yeah. They're proud of that diff cover.
1: Oh, it's 490 now. Oofta. Yeah, there you
0: go. Yeah. Oofta is right. How Oof-ta. much? Okay. Do you get like an extra inch and a half? I was gonna say if I don't get like two inches, I don't even One want it. There you go. One inch. One inch? inch? I thought I read earlier it was Are you half. fucking kidding me?
1: Now, I, now, if you shave, I think, I wonder if you oh, shave the ring gear. Maybe they have a, maybe they have two kits. One where um, you get one inch with no ring gear shave and two, one and a half. Dude, for an inch, inch of clearance, the ring gear?
0: no. Yeah. Now, 14 you. bolts, no big deal. Because you're like, I get a cool cover. It's not that expensive. And just I just, cut the just do a little zip zip. Yeah. Done. Yep. And, and you're happy to they'll, not have, because it's a ledge. They'll
1: shave it for you for an extra 250 if you bring it to them. Fuck, that's a good deal. <laughs> That's not, it's not <laughs> to accept your fuel to get there i'm pretty sure ballistics in california aren't they shit
0: just Probably. put it on a pallet <laughs> and next thing you know you spent like three thousand dollars on a
1: <laughs> sorry ballistics in arizona
0: so that uh, saves you a little bit of gas there you go it's only 2750 <laughs> so if you're just out there because you know you just having me out there whatever just
1: yeah just have no just have dave pick oh, you have a dana 60 oh. drop it off a ballistic have him shave it this is for great. you can he put that on the ship plane
0: it. with him yeah. Hey, you probably. know what? Hey, check it's, this out. Let's just carry on. Up. Hold up. You ready? You have to take the tubes <laughs> out of yours anyway. Yeah? Yeah. You already have the tubes out of it to do the... Oh, so you just send the center section? You just send the center section. Perfect.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't planning on taking the tubes out of the diff housing, but... Well, too late. We've already... Late. It's already been sold. <laughs> Doing it.
0: Yep. Just send them a check for $700 and shoot them that oh, thing over there and shit. call it a day. Okay. Come, Zach, all ready to rock and roll. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate you. Hey. I was saying, I
2: <laughs> <be my> <laughs> the amount
1: of work to shave a diff is, to me, is not worth 250 But they've got probably jigs and stuff to throw on there. Like, easy. they'll probably take the whole axle, put it on a jig under their mill, and just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh, my done, God. Well It sounds done. incredible. Heaven I just milled, can't believe be you awesome. only get an
0: inch. I mean, may, and like you said, maybe the one where you shave your ring gear, you get more. But for an inch, not worth it. You know, nice. nice That would that be, nice. though, if they milled it like that. If they just threw it on a mill and just took the. Like that'd be the way to do it. That's how they do it. Oh, well, I'm amazing. certain of it. That'd yeah, awesome. it's so much better than a grinder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So much better. Perfectly flat, less work. Yeah, just, just a lot more expensive.
1: Yeah. 250 to, to, is not terrible.
0: No. I mean to buy the mill. If you lived in Arizona, it'd be the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you lived in Arizona, you're doing oh, one. You're like. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, this is
1: with this is with the ring gear trimming. Oh,
0: 250 includes ring gear trimming? No way. That's not mm-hmm. expensive oh, for real. Wow. That's no, really no, not that no, expensive. No, 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 okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Inch and a half, with ring gear trim. No, one, one inch, inch with, ring, with ring gear saying. trim is what I'm saying. Really? Not that worse. Seems like not enough. Huh?
1: Wait a minute. Crazy. I'm confused because they. Okay, hold You're on. Lost. I actually You're, don't know. Yeah. Okay, Derek it's not clear their... from their website because they they have thick cut gear Dana sixty pre machined for standard cut Dana sixty. You can buy the ring gear brand new. Shaved already with a pinion, right? You're basically buying a ring and pinion from them for 400 bucks, which isn't too bad considering it's already machine. But then I click on Dana 60 shave kit. It says nothing about needing to trim the ring gear. Oh. Hmm. And your options are Ford High Pinion or Chevy Dodge Dana 60 for non-Super Duty shave kit.
0: The whole thing is strange. There's not enough information. Maybe it's just a given that you have to shave it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that
1: so? Then, then it would be one inch with the ring gear shave.
0: Interesting. That doesn't. Now sound they like do
1: offer. They do offer a. Where did I read one and a half inches earlier? Fourteen bolt shave. Some guy on the internet said it. And you believed him. Two inches of ground clearance over stock. What oh, does fourteen bolt? Yeah, the fourteen bolt shave kit is too, because oh, yeah. the the thirteen bolt shave gains you about an inch over stock. So, so of course, just welding build. a whole plate on and bringing yeah. it up shave saves yeah. a lot more.
0: But yeah, nonetheless, if I just go to 43s, and and not worry about it, that's way cheaper than a shave kit. Way cheaper, <laughs> <laughs> so much cheaper. Did Especially if you get stickies. Did the math. It's uh about not quite three thousand dollars in. So a forty three inch Pro XS like you have. Mm-hmm. Is uh seven hundred dollars a tire right now? Seven hundred ten dollars a tire. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, I and it's a twenty inch wheel. Oh, so that'll so be then, so cheap. wheels. Yeah, and the wheels are. I looked at wheels. I looked at the KMCs, and they were like six hundred a wheel. It's about five okay. grand in wheels and tires. Yeah, that's yeah. Is that, that's for twenties. You have to yeah. run twenties. Twenty. Yeah, twenties on that one. Because it's a it's but a forty. You 17s. It's a forty three. The X at uh, the X. Uh, the, uh, 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 so hard to say. Baja the, Pro XS that one okay is a the one that I looked at for 710 was a forty three fifteen twenty. they don't make a 43 for 17 I don't know they may I just didn't look it up oh they do I was I'm just pretty doing, certain because I, I think quick, Chris Paul but I was like but H- I was like you're going to a 43 like why not go up and in, t- in wheels yeah why they not spend $2,500 on wheels I mean bougie as fuck I have to buy wheels anyway I'm going to 8 lug that's Good point. You know what I'm saying? You might as well just buy 20-inch speed locks. Like, it doesn't make a big... I mean, 17s, 20s, it's not a huge difference. Well, here's the deal. You can get
1: 43-inch Baja Pro XSs for a 17-inch wheel for $699.
0: So, for an extra $11, I can get them for a 20-inch wheel and then look fucking bougie as fuck. But, and 90% of off road is looking cool. So, amen.
1: Plus, you have to buy the wheels. <laughs> but I have to buy it's wheels fine. anyway.
0: Yeah. He's Why not... do you have to
1: buy wheels? You already have 17 inch beadlocks. Eight lug for bro. five lug.
0: Oh. Dana 60s. Yeah. I'm sorry, Derek. Where's your five lug Dana 60? <laughs> <laughs> you just send it they to do me. Make you well, they make them. just send yeah. them Get a custom hub for your Dana 60. It's five lug. I'm not putting 43s on five lug. that meme will pop up of me saying, that doesn't look like <laughs> enough lug nuts. 100%. Speaking of mail, shit. Open wait, that. wait, wait. Hold on. Before we jump to that, keep Steve, going.
1: can you imagine if you got five lug Dana oh 60 God. hubs People. so that you didn't have to buy new wheels and then you ended up breaking studs off again? <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> what I was picturing. Everybody would have a right, fucking mail call. field day. Yeah, they would. Uh, mail call It'd be hilarious Jeez. you should do it for the hilarity
1: Mang do it for is, the lulls as we used to say
0: should i move this around in the podcast the mail call should i move it for No, probably not what, what do you i'm mean, sorry kyle we waited till an hour and 10 minutes to do oh mail no call. we've been here for an hour yeah hurry and open this shit so we we're can leave it. we're opening it on the main like it says, it says it says it says open during main mang open during main <laughs> during main <laughs> <laughs> And then on the other side it says no, mine, mine. It says no mine. peaking, and it has well I put he put duct tape on that side. I opened the wrong side. Fuck. Hold on. He put <sighs> retape it. Go get a roll of duct duct tape. <laughs> Calm down. Derek's mic is fucking up. I think we're gonna buy him a new mic this week and try and see if that fixes. Alright, so I'm opening it. No, nothing has popped out yet. Yeah, definitely open away from face. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> I already Mike know what it is while I'm trying to pull up. it out. Oh my God. What the what fuck? What the fuck is <laughs> it? I mean, it's gift wrapped, so I know what it is. I mean, is it? it looks no. like a disco ball, it's even more, it, I know what it, it is. 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 It's, it's, the, the it's even um, more. This one puts the other one to shame.
1: It's the most. It's, I, I don't, it to I don't want to say. I don't want to say it yet either. Steve. Just to, but. It's, it, oh God! It's is it? Is it the, mega, oh,
0: it's the it's mega?
1: It's the mega chode. Oh my God! It's the, oh, it's big and blue and the chodiest.
0: Oh, oh my God! It's so big,
1: dude. Your three D printer must be massive. Wow, What is that like, eight inches tall oh my God, by four inches?
0: Huge. It's massive.
1: I can't even get my hand around it.
0: <laughs> that is the granddaddy chode. You need
1: two hands to to wrap around that chode.
0: Oh my god, it's so fucking big. <laughs> wow. And I thought the other one was big. Where's my tape measure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised how light it is. <laughs> like for being it's this. Pro, it's really hollow. Yeah, well, hollow. obviously. But I'm just saying for
1: or like it has like a a cross hatch filler, right? It's not solid. Cause that would cost. I don't know how much 3D print material costs, but that would be expensive there's to nine, be solid fill. Nine, okay, nine, nine and a quarter, nine inches, inches tall. wide,
0: nine inches tall. <laughs> eight,
1: eight eight. As I say, most That's a lot of the 3D freaking... printer beds default to eight by eight. So.
0: I it's, knew it. I said that to him last night when he said, I, did you get the, did you see the package I put in the truck for you? I was like, yeah. I was like, is it a chode? And he goes, I will speak no more on the matter. That thing is so chody. You know, it's nice that there's this so hole here so big. we can literally tap a nail into the wall. and It's easy. Oh yeah. Hang it right on the Super wall. So easy. like it's looking you in the eye when you uh-huh. walk into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh we gotta we gotta carry this conversation into the Patreon. Oh for sure. Oh my god. We'll we'll talk more about tons and forty threes and chodes in the Patreon. (sighs) I knew that was coming. I knew that's what it was gonna be. Wow. It's great. It's been fun. Episode 116 I hope you guys enjoyed listening about all of our things and our wheeling and our breaking things and and all the things. Did you enjoy it, Michael? I had an okay time. Did you enjoy it, Derek? I had an okay time. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Remember to check out our partner companies, Complete Off-Road, Off-Road Anonymous, Crawler Off-Road, and More Flight. You can find those at www.totaloffroadpodcast.com. New stickers coming soon. They're here in the studio. I have them. Um, We just had a couple of little sticker faux pas uh, with the new uh, design guy. So as soon as those are fixed... You can buy your CBAP YWL stickers. That's exciting. And other things. I we'll and I will get them shipped things. out ASAP. Um, and that's what I know. So thank you for So many for letters. Those. I know. Don't you know what it stands for? A lot for? of letters. You know what it stands for, right? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you in here, but yeah. Okay. Just make sure. <laughs> Mike, do you have any last words? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Good. I was going to give you some if you didn't. I mean, you can. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just... Steve, do you have any last words? Uh, Yes. And I have to remember what they are, but I do have some. Oh, man. When I was you're working... Doing, you're fucking this up, bud. I am. Mike, what are your last words? I'll give them to you next week. I was just going to say that if you're planning on doing any over-rocking, I mean, rock landing. Rock landing. Just make sure you don't do it in a Toyota, because <laughs> if you if you do, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're just over-landing. You're just over-landing. Oh. <laughs> uh, Get off them rocks, Overlander. And in full Toyota style. And with that, (laughs) we'll catch you on the trail. (laughs)
1: <laughs> never in a toyota
0: <laughs> that's wonderful
1: oh uh, man you ready to end this we one it start on? over
0: did you end it already yeah oh you did i have not you have not i have not it's Are still going
1: it's still going
0: all right yeah let's uh
2: let's do this you ready